right, everybody. Welcome in and hello from the churn. Long time no see. I am the commish at JD Fran 14 sitting alongside me tonight, as always, is Connor Boddington at Connor Bods underscore FF. Like I said, long time no see. It's May yeah. 25th. We just finished up our war room draft. How you doing tonight? I am so relieved that that draft is over. And I know that a lot of other people are as well. 16 team, 25 rounds, 400 players, zero timer. I think we had a timer on for, I think, like three picks. And then I think we just shut it back off the next day and didn't even bother with it. Um, that was a long haul of the draft. And especially, too, like, I don't think I really realized how uh, scarce talent was going to be in this draft. And it, it really hit me when I'm like looking here in the eighth round and I'm picking Darnell Mooney and thinking that that's like a really good pick. It doesn't feel great, but I'm looking at everyone else's team and I feel like everyone else is kind of in that same boat as me. I don't know how you're feeling where it's just like, hey, you got to just get your guys once you're past a certain point. You got to get your two quarterbacks, got to get a couple of young wide receivers and running backs to build around and then just go from there and get your dudes yeah 16 teams the war room it was a gauntlet we had a couple pylons you know and those parts in the draft when you know somebody's coming up i won't mm -hmm. name names on the show but when you get to those points in the draft it's like all right everybody shut your phones off for the next yep two days send some draft funny picks. gifts Draft picks were not being made. I think we sent more gifts than draft picks were made. Would you put the over-under at gift sent at 400.5? What would you take, the over or the under there? Are you talking about just when Spike is on the clock? or What about Lepicchia? <laughs> Here yeah. we go. We're naming names. That's not – we weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all in good fun. Um, I mean, that it, we didn't set a timer, so, I mean, that's – we knew we were going to run the risk of that. And still, even then, I I think if you told me it was going to take us about, what was it, two weeks? Just about. We started on a Friday. We ended that following Sunday. I, I really don't think it actually took all that long, um, all things considered. We got guys in different time zones, 16 teams, 25 rounds, like we were saying, so 400 players. I, I don't know. I don't really think it's that that crazy how long it took. It just – it what made it, I feel – I think – feel long was that like you were saying there were a couple guys who consistently were kind of taking their time making sure they were going through all their offers while some other dudes clock was up all right here you go let's make your pick agree and disagree on a technicality i think those that were fielding offers and were active were proactively letting us know that they were fielding offers. I think you learn, you learn a little bit about your competition in these long drafts where you really start sweating by round nine, you find out who has draft stamina, mm -hmm. who's a rookie, who panics, who did you foresee having draft stamina that maybe you're like, Oh, maybe this person's not exper as ex experienced as I thought I had some of those thoughts come through my mind. There was a lot of a lot of rookie mistakes made. Picks were capitalized on. Futures were mortgaged. This is going to be a Mortgage. big war of attrition coming down to Ben. Just to give one last quick little background on the league. 
16 team dynasty super flex tight end premium with the triflex on the outskirts. So you will be starting 10, 15 on the bench, 400 drafted. Same, same, you know, amount of player pool as the melting pot. 396 was that draft. That one was 33 rounds. So it's not like the deficiency in talent really should have been all that crazy. I think what does it, and maybe this is a knock on sleeper ADP shot rankings shot projections shot. Where, where are you playing fantasy? That's going to matter. I think this year, I hope they figure that out. Yeah. And I will say though, at the end of the day, I, I still think sleeper is King when it comes to their platform, once you actually get in there and you have your team set up, there's no ads, which for me is the biggest, um, and why I don't really care throwing them a couple bucks every once in a while and getting one of their mascots just because I really, really enjoy there not being any ads. 100%. On there. You go on a Yahoo, you go on an ESPN, it's like advertising this, advertising oh, that. Oh, ESPN's the worst. I know. And so I just, for me personally, I am a huge fan of them just not doing that. And so I, I really, really appreciate them for doing that. Um, but just to kind of circle back, you were talking about who you found to kind of be surprising. Um, with how they handled the draft. Um, our boy K Murphs. Uh, we were all together. We were at the bar. We were at Porky's. And he, Jared was on the clock. And Kyle's like, oh, might be making a trade here. Might be trading up. And I'm like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Are you just trading away like a future pick just to move up one? He's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going for it. He's like, I'm going for two first rounders. So he walked away with Dak and Joe Burrow. He traded up for one seven and he had the one eight gave up a lot. He then proceeded to trade back into the second for K makers. He then proceeded to trade back into the fourth for Clyde Edwards. E. Lair. Um, and we were telling him at the bar, we were like, Hey man, be patient, be patient. Let the board fall to you at this point And like probably trade back and try to pick up more picks in the middle rounds. And he said, nope, not listening to you, and went off and did his own thing. Now, he did fill out his roster, I feel like, with some solid veterans, guys who he can count on to fill in some of the voids that he may have missed in those early two rounds. But, I mean, having having that one-two quarterback punch at Dak and Joe Burrow, I, that's a really, really good foundation. And I, time will tell if it was worth the price that he paid. Um, but I – I do like having that style, especially in the 16 team. He's got to feel good about that right now, I think. Yeah. Impatiency got the best of him. Jared hosed him for his future. I mean, let's let's dive in. The guy he was trading with. So Jared is a he's a charity ball uh dynasty guy that we've met through Scott Barrett. Shout out Scott Barrett. Thank you very much. He he played the card of Literally, just like through our teaching, like if we were Jedi apprentices in the dynasty world, he played it. Collect assets, tank year one, try and dominate for the next 10. I I have to, you know, obviously take a look and see based on his roster. I think that's got to be where he's going. But he collected enough first rounds, second rounders over the next couple of years to where he's going to be constantly building on the move. Yeah. Ready to play. It's not going to happen year one by unless like there's some miracle. My the biggest thing that interests me, knowing that this team is getting locked and loaded for the future. We're looking at a team that's fully bought in potentially on the Broncos seeing some good fortune 
at the quarterback at the quarterback room. Um, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, and then is Barkley going to be a huge chip? Fifteen people are going to potentially need a guy like that. I think that's going to be a chip later on. Just looking at some storylines that might develop. Already got some great rivalries brewing. So when we start posting about this league, T Booker, Maddie Tucks, they face off week one, four months from now. That's going to be huge. That's a cross league rivalry. Um, TJ was on the move in this draft doing exactly what we thought he would do, which is sell his future picks and collect as many picks in the startup as possible. Um, were you surprised by that at all? No, nope, not one bit. Um, I do think that the fact that he made all those trades and his quarterbacks are Derek Carr and Jared Goff leave me a little bit puzzled. Um, I think both those guys are pretty solid as your quarterback too. Don't love it as having to pretty much treat them as your quarterback one. I mean, I feel like Carr is a lot better in real life than he is um, maybe perceived. And I think he gets a bit of a bad rap. I think he's pretty solid. Um, Goff, on the other hand, does Jared Goff stink? I, I've been talking about the Lions football team. They're going to win some football games this year, and they're going to bite your knees off on the way. I actually am, if I had to, like, make, like, a bold prediction, Jared Goff's going to be a sleeper, and he's going to make a turnaround this year. They might not have weapons, but their O-line is going to keep him safe. He's going to have a chance. I really do. He's not that bad to where, like, I'm that upset about it. Like, a QB2, like, he's got two QB2s, right? He's not a lock-button QB1 by any means he's going to have some good games this year. I, I honestly, I, I don't hate it at all. But like, who is he throwing to? Like, I get that. I get where you're coming from, but like, who is he? At, at least in LA, it's like, Hey, he had a proven track record. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have Sean McVay. Yep. I have Cooper cup. I have Robert Woods. I have Gerald Everett. I have Tyler Higby. I have Cam Akers. I have Darrell Henderson. He has DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. And that's it for Sean Perriman. Like, I don't think Goff is good enough to sustain success by himself. And I think that's is what the – it's going to be make or break time, I think, with the Lions to see if he's actually a good quarterback um, or if it's more so McVay and company really elevated him to that next uh, next level when he was playing in uh, out in L.A. If, uh, if it does work out, look for it to work out because they're playing as a good team. That's not going to translate – to fantasy, agree. I, I don't see I don't see the Lions completely uncorking anything out of Jared Goff. It's going to be more of like a a, sa- a safer situation, right? It's going to have a, a little bit of a safer floor, but no ceiling at all. I, I think the guy to look out for is obviously the benefactor is going to be Hawkinson. I think he gets peppered with, yeah. with targets this year. That's going to be huge. Um, point and a half PPR. I, I kind of have Hawkinson as the number four. At, maybe even close to, to number three. I know it's consensus like Kelsey. Then Waller is the number two for me. I have him above Kittle. He is a stand-up tight end. He's an oversized wide receiver disguised in the tight end position for a point and a half extra. Um, per reception, Kittle, like, like we've talked about, love him to death, maniac on the field. Then I have Hawkinson. I have him above Mark Andrews, and 
you know, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is going to be right in that five, six range dynasty wise, you know, obviously has, has all the upside in the world has the hype train to be the tight end one long-term, but right now in this season, I love, I love what Hawkinson can bring to the table. I, I was targeting him. Um, taking a look at the draft board, I was targeting him. He went end of the fourth. So he went 415. 415. I he was looking to get him. Yeah, so he was sandwiched in between Terry McLaurin and Chris Godwin in our draft. Yeah, so if uh, if he was there at 5-3, he was coming to me and that I would not have trade traded away 5-5 five, five to you for when you picked Miles Sanders. But um, all in all, like like I said, some surprises, some things I, I kind of expected and saw coming. Um, and I, I think that's going to translate into a league like this is going to be a war of attrition. Your your flexes are going to be very weak on a on a weekly basis. The guys really tuned in all year, constantly wheeling, dealing, making sure that their team is built up. Those are going to be the teams that win. Sixteen teams, only six playoffs, two divisions. It's going to be a tough ride, but I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I will say too, I'm like sitting here in round eleven, and I'm like, okay, I need to fill my last bench spot. I was like. I actually got excited about Gus Edwards just to kind of set the tone for what we were looking at in this league. I'm like, Gus Edwards, I know. If anything were to happen to J.K. Dobbins, I mean, Gus Edwards, I think, is probably, what, a, a top 15 running back weekly? And also, like, that's a guy who you could put out there, and he's going to be on the field. And that's almost what you're looking for out of these flex guys is, hey, let me get someone who's going to be on the field, seeing snaps, getting targets, getting carries, and, like, Maybe they'll make something out of it. Maybe they won't, but it's when you're getting into the depths of your like flex two, your flex three spot, like it's not going to be a fun, fun trip. So you kind of need to build up your bench and your depth with, Hey, this is a young upside guy. While at the same time, you need to get more so proven veterans because you need to start guys every single week. Like for me, I, I got to Sean Jackson in the 23rd, say what you want. Will he play more than three games? Who knows? But it's like, I know for those three weeks where he's healthy, I'm just going to put him in my starting lineup and play him every single week. And you know what? He's probably going to help me win some weeks when he's actually playing. Now, obviously I got guys like Tamori and Terry, Jared Dokes, Chris Evans, like all these other rookies who I drafted ahead of them, but you know what? I'm going to be playing Deshaun before them. And I think there's probably a lot of guys who are getting into these deeper parts of the draft. And they were just like, Hey, you know what? This guy's actually going to be on the field and playing. It's great having these young upside, but let me get someone who I could put out there. And I know they're going to get me eight points. Um, I don't know if you have any of those guys. I like do. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll kind of break down. So same thought process, but one thing that I think that would be really good to bring up in the TriFlex 16-team league, one of those flexes needs to be somebody who just has, like, maximum ceiling yeah. or is a goose egg. Guys like – and, oh, oh, my God. Actually, NFL.com just read my mind. I'm looking at screen – what screen am I looking at? I'm looking at screen D over on the right over here. Nicole Hardman is that deep ball guy where it's like 80 yards and a touchdown. Isn't what you want. And like, you're like just one catch 80 yards touchdown. It's not what you want out of your wide receiver two spot, but out of your flex three, you need that upside. You got to yeah. have people that could really be game breakers. Guys like MVS, Alan Lazard, when um, Rogers was finding them a couple games last year, they're winning weeks in this format. Now, safer guys, guys that are on the field week one for me, 
Tim Patrick. He's going to be on the field. Yeah. Depending on the quarterback situation, it could get better. It could stay the same. He's going to be on the football field. Um, guys that are now like that I've drafted to say, like, like you said, they're not going to be in my starting lineup week one. I'm on Ross A. Brown. Nico Collins is another one to take a look at. Um, Kiki Kusi was not bad. If they have a quarterback playing, he was not bad last year. I don't know what the hate is on him. Can you can you shed some light? Like, what's going on? Is it just because of the quarterback situation that nobody really has any interest over there? What what am I missing? So I do think that plays a key role into this is, hey, who is actually going to be taking snaps for them? And the other issue I think is it's like he hasn't always – like when he's actually out there on the field, you see it and you're like, Oh, you'll see it in flashes. Like, Hey, this guy's like pretty good. When is he going to take that next step? And he just has never really taken that next step into the next tier. Obviously I know he finished the season last year on a pretty high note. Um, Looking through here. I mean, he was double digits his last four weeks of the season. Um, He was at 9.6 in week 17, but like he that's a guy where if he matches that and he's getting your double digit points every single week yeah lock him into that flex two or three every single week and you're feeling happy with that you're like hey guaranteed production let me just put him in there i'm not going to be too too worried about it while i have these other guys more of the big play guys to potentially help me win the week i know with kuti he's not going to lose me the week you know yeah and the last guy i want to bring up too that i'm happy to have in this format is jamal williams they like him in Lions camp. He's going right to play. Now. He's going to play. He's going to catch passes. He's going to run the football. Anthony Lynn already likes him as kind of like either like the 1B to Swift. I don't I don't know how much I read into that. Read an article PFT was kind of talking about. I think he misinterpreted what Anthony Lynn was kind of talking about there with Jamal Williams, but when you're thinking about this league, I got it done with Gio Bernard. J.D. McKissick, David Johnson last year, you need to start looking ahead to find out who's going to be in the backfield. Maybe not the number one guy, but catching passes and running, you know, five, 10 times every week, because those are the types of guys that are going to keep you afloat and keep the depth running in this league of attrition, this war room that we've developed here. Um, Other than that, Oh, I was just going to, sorry. I was just going to say too on Jamal Williams, I'm looking through, I'm kind of bummed that you got him in the 13th when I'm like looking at some of the guys, like I took Chuba Hubbard in the 12th, Gus in the 11th, whatever. But like, instead of Chuba, I wish I, I took Jamal um, just kind of for what you're saying, where it's like, Hey, you know, it's going to be guaranteed production Chuba. You're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Does McCaffrey get hurt? Um, I think Chuba is pretty talented and is in a, halfway decent situation all things considered but it all just depends on McCaffrey's health which that's kind of sucks while Jamal Williams may not have the same ceiling as Hubbard much safer floor you you know if you have to put him out there any week because of a bye anything like that you're you're not going to be let down eight to 12 points PPR per week we're happy at flex flex three there um any any what we're going to be planning on doing with this draft is Draft coverage, war room, power rankings. We'll definitely bring out the Jeff Fisher episode from last year that we went through on Melting Pot. Any other thoughts that are like glaring that you want to go through now, or should we get into the news and the kind of like the beat around the NFL right now? 
all I got to say is the fact that Nick Chubb went ahead of Saquon Barkley makes me sick. And yes, I'm a biased Giants fan, but like, come on, TJ. Like, uh, I get it. He's injured. Like, he's been hurt the last two years, but like, so is Chubb. I don't know. Saquon's just better. It's the hate. I, I don't know, man. I'm so excited to be getting Saquon into value in all redraft leagues this year. Not if I have anything to uh, say about that. It's fine. Then you'll be taking him where you should be going. All right. That's a good mic drop on the on the draft. That's how you that's how you send it. What do we got going on NFL wise? We have Aaron Rodgers. This is a big news. We have Aaron Rodgers still percolating. Like we're we're in the cauldron. We've now stewed in essence of news reports and the the live interview that he did. He's talking about culture in Lambo. Julio Jones, I think he got catfish or he got pranked or something. I don't know. I think he knew. How do you not know? I No, he had to have known he was on air. Okay. There's no way. You're telling me, oh, wow, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Shannon Sharp is randomly calling me at the same time where he's doing his show. That's convenient. I don't know. If you're, if you're calling Shannon Sharp like your uncle, I feel like you're going to know that he's – you should have a pretty good idea, I would think. If not, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I mean, the Cowboys, they don't really need Julio. I'm not, I don't even care about that part. Like, I get it, like, throw some shade that way, but like, uh, yeah, I'm out of there. I guess that was a given. I I told you I suspected he was going to be traded after June. But do you think that was a classy move on his part or not classy move on his part? I see. I thought the worst part was the whole Cowboys thing. Like, oh, I don't want to go to the Cowboys. I didn't have any issue with him saying, oh, I'm gone. Like, I want to be traded. I don't, I, I don't have no issue with that. I thought the Cowboy one was the one that was like, oh, okay. He probably didn't know he was on air. He probably wouldn't have said that. Um, but I don't know. Isn't Skip Bayless yeah, I'm, a Cowboys fan? Yeah, Skip Bayless. Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. So he Shannon probably Sharp said that. I, yeah, so he probably said that if he knew he was. Well, Shannon, so did you watch the clip? So Shannon like asked him, he's like, Hey, what about the Cowboys? What about the Cowboys? He's like, nah, he's like, Oh, you want to win, right? And he's Julio just said, Yeah, and started laughing. So that was it. That was I think like, that to, me, I was something like to do with Skip, just like taking a shot at him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's why he asked. No, that 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 was Shannon like kind of goading him into like ripping on the Cowboys. Um, because it was Skip there. I'm not I think Got he's it. gone though. I know I know Patriots are the betting favorite. I don't think he ends up in uh in New England. I don't either. Actually, I think Arizona. I I don't think Arizona either. They're not even on the top ten. Uh, that's fine. I, odds here. So I'm looking at bookies.com, and forgive me if these are not up to date, or if there's better reputable sources for odds on Salan, Julio Jones, Falcons plus five hundred. I, I I think he's out. We know it. One two yeah. three. We have Patriots plus two hundred, Titans plus four hundred, Chargers. New flavor of the month, plus 700. We have the cap space for it. Go get it done. Ravens, Colts, Niners, Raiders, Jags, Browns. I think the likely spot that he ends up. I don't want to be biased here. It's the Titans. It's probably the Titans. Yeah, I think it's the Titans. Is A.J. Brown uh, dynasty wide receiver one season done or finished if Julio heads over there? I don't think if you have AJ Brown rated that highly, I don't think you're freaking out over them signing Julio. Do we bump him down? 
But not nah, she's not the number one, probably who at would that you, point. I mean, who would you put as a number one? I mean, if Rogers somehow performs or if the Packers perform a, mi- a miracle and he goes back there, it's Devontae Adams. It could but be yeah, Tyreek Hill. He still has Pat Mahomes throwing him the yeah. football. It, it's a ty- that's the thing then. Is it Tyreek? Is he the number one? There's also a case for Justin Jefferson. There's a case there. There's a lot of guys who here's the thing. Like you've noticed that I feel like every single year, it's like a new debate for wide receiver one in dynasty running back. It's not, it's a little bit more consistent, but I feel like wide receiver changes all the time. Like I remember when we did the dynasty startup, I mean, I took Juju in the first. Yeah. yeah he was 21 years old. And yeah. Draft. And he's coming off like back-to-back thousand yard seasons. It's like, how do you not like this guy? Turns out he kind of stinks. It's and not it that he helps. stinks. I don't know. I think it's his brand. I think it's also he had Antonio Brown on the other side of him, the best wide receiver of the last decade, opening things up for him, making his life a little bit easier. And Big Ben can throw the ball more than five yards downfield. So I think there were a lot of other factors where I don't think Juju is not, I'm not going to say he was bad these last two years, but I don't, I think his level is probably somewhere in between his second year and what we've seen the last two years. Um, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle is is kind of where he realistically should be in terms of performance. Yeah, I could I could agree to that. And I mean, they didn't add any. Uh, I don't know Pat Firemuth, Najee Harris is definitely going to see looks, dude. But do you know the thing about the Steelers is they'll use James Washington. That's a guy. That's a guy that's interesting. He kind of fits in the mold of like our flex three talk that we were just having in war room. Like he's always on the field, and they like him. They throw him the football, and then they got guys like Ray Ray McLeod. He'll see the football field. So I, I think the Steelers just in general have you're missing, a lot of. You're missing their other two. You're missing their number one and number two. You're oh, missing Deontay. I, yeah, no, you're missing, no, I, I didn't. I yeah, didn't I miss you. them on. Per, I didn't miss them on purpose. I, that was a given. That goes without saying. That it's going to be Deontay, it's going to be Claypool, then Juju. But they have guys outside of yeah. those big three is what I'm trying to highlight. Like James Washington, Ray Ray. They'll throw the football elsewhere. Like, they'll utilize their whole receiving core. And that hurts, I think, just in terms of, like, an upside volume piece. He's not going to be a wide receiver one in his career where he's at. So, I will say I hate the fact that the Steelers are just like, oh, yeah, we're going to put Najee at wide receiver. I get he can do that, but you guys actually have weapons. And it's like, hey, you have Claypool. You have Deontay. You have Juju. You have James Washington as your number four, which is pretty good. Ebron sucks. <laughs> like, he really sucks. But, like, you have him and Fryermuth, which, like, isn't terrible. So, I don't know. The fact, that they're, the fact that they're trying to make Najee Harris a wide receiver, I don't totally get. Now, I don't know if it's going to be kind of like what the Jaguars did with ETN. Where at first everyone's like, oh, why are they playing him at wide receiver? And then Urban Meyer was like, he's played running back the last four years. He's really, really good. We're just going to give him three days of reps at wide receiver just to, like, help improve his, like, pass catching. You know what? That makes sense. I haven't seen any of that coming out of uh, Pittsburgh camp about Najee and why they're, like, so insistent on making him a wide receiver. Again, he can do that. That's only going to boost his value. I just think that it's it doesn't totally make sense for the Steelers to want to be like making that a big focal point of their offense. I think they have a lot of uh, bigger issues to worry about than just that. Agree. Booth snuck it in there. That's my guy outside of, outside of pits. If I, if I can have a tight end go off, it's going to be Mooth, And that's my nickname for him. 
moving forward. Luke actually stole him from me in War Room. He was going to be on my team. Um, they have a lot of weapons. They, I think they have bigger issues at, about quarterback. Yeah. That's that's where it's going to be. Who's going to be getting these guys to football for the next five years? It's not going to be uh, Big Ben, and it's not going to be Mason Rudolph. It's it's just he not. Stinks. He's not I'm, a good quarterback. I'm so, And I'm sorry, Marty. I know you drafted him with hopes of, oh, there's a more than 0% chance he's the starter going forward. I get that. I think it's probably a 0% chance he's is taking meaningful snaps again outside of like an injury or something like that for the Steelers. Um, he stinks. So. <laughs> All right. Back to Julio. Give me. Why your... did they. So, okay. They knew about Julio requesting a trade well before the draft. Like this was made months ago. Why did they not take fields? or Mac Jones, or Trey Lance, or no, Lance was gone. But, like, why didn't they go quarterback? Why did they take Pitts? I understand Pitts is a superstar. Doesn't make any sense to me for them to have not gone quarterback. Like, if you're trading away Julio, you might as well just rebuild at that point. Right? I agree. Like I, I agree. Or they should have think... traded back. They should have traded back. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're not taking a quarterback, you should have traded, like you were saying. Maybe there was just no offer to. And I get it. I mean, I'm a Giants fan. We took Saquon when we probably should have been going quarterback. And you know what? That decision looks correct at the moment. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Lamar Lamar was in that draft too, right? Mm, right? Was that draft the trivia? Yeah, not 2018 NFL be draft. Here. I believe is. Yeah, I believe that was the. Uh, yep, that was a Lamar Jackson draft. And I mean. I don't think the Giants were ever really considering taking him at two. Obviously, hindsight 2020, yeah, you take him at two. But looking at the other quarterbacks that went after Saquon, Sam Darnold, I, I guess Jerry's still out there. Oh, Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, yeah, Josh Allen has been a hit. Never mind. Don't ignore me on my Giants uh, on my Giants takes. Yeah, I wish we We, take we found our way Allen. back into Giants yeah. dynasty talk. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, give, me, so. give me your number one hopeful – Spot Julio Jones, where does he go? And then Arizona, give me. Ugh. I would love that. Oh my god, you love that Kyler. for Kyler, but Kyler I hate stonks. that for everybody else, sir. Kyler stonks through the roof. Okay, um, I would say, I think a team like it's weird because I don't know, he's owed a lot of money. Like, what teams could like. There's like five, and yes, I know I say it. And being no, the, the Chargers. Chargers are one of those teams. Yeah, Patriots are one of those teams. I actually think the Patriots is a landmine spot. Like I don't think he's know, going there. When I know, but if you if he's going, and I know I'm doing some movements here, he's walking yeah, through calisthenics. Yeah, like he's walking through the battlefield here. I, I oh, I think there's a bouncing Betty placed in the middle of the, in the battlefield of the war for Julio Jones. I think it's the Patriots. Not, yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's Mac Jones week one and he's peppering dudes in the pocket, 73% accuracy. But if it's Cam Newton, I'm sorry. I have no interest in Julio Jones on the Patriots with Cam Newton playing quarterback there. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, even if Cam starts week one, I'm not super concerned. They spent a first-round pick on Mac Jones. He's going to start at some point. Um, so I'm not super-duper concerned about that. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think where else he could go, like, Seattle doesn't have any money. 
like where else is there who's like actually competing and is hey like julio jones helps bring us to that next level like we really need a wide receiver yeah titans i guess titans. but yeah colts no, would I, be really good yeah but carson one sucks I, I disagree on that, too. I, I disagree on Carson Wentz. I, <laughs> I got to get that. Nice. I think he's okay. I think you're going to find this year that he's going to he's gonna prove people wrong. I prefer, based on, like, the quote you asked me about Goff earlier, I prefer Wentz over Goff, Goff and, like, their revenge tour. Like, we're not bad. We're not that sucky type thing. Are we talking floor or ceiling? Wentz has higher floor and higher ceiling. No, nah, I disagree. I think Goff is the much – I think Goff is a much more consistent and safer player than Wentz. Um, obviously, Wentz, I mean, his upside, we saw it. He could win MVP. Like, he was on track to win that – to win it that year. Um, he has the coaching around him right now. The offensive line is solid. Obviously, they lose Anthony Costanza, pick up Eric Fisher. Like, that's a pretty good get. They have a solid defense, have a good running game where it's like, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to win MVP. Don't get me wrong. I just think the floor is much, much, much lower for Wentz than it is for Goff. But Wentz, again, much higher ceiling. Much better weapons, too. Just we'll better see. team we'll, all we'll around. Have to, we'll, have to put a, we'll have to put a pin in that. What about Jags? 10-1. to Trevor um, Lawrence. I, Having no, a big no. weapon like that, that would be it's, sick. Uh, no, he has DJ Chark. That's okay. He doesn't really need another weapon. He has LaVisca. I get they that, but enough. you're talking dynasty talk. <laughs> I know. From your know. Bias. personal biases. But again, I don't think the Jags are competing this year. I Maybe not this year. But if we are that in on Trevor Lawrence being the guy there, they got to be good eventually. Well, yeah, but they're also Falcons asking prices at first. But I got it. No, I I know they're not. But even then, let's say second. I mean, if you're talking about the Jags next year, I I I have a feeling their second rounder is going to be a top forty pick. It's going to be in the top ten to fifteen picks of that second round, and I mean that's a very very valuable pick where I don't see them giving that up. So I don't know, and I think someone else will be willing to give up a second at least for Julio. You could be we'll surprised. See. Like if I'm, I'm if I'm Tennessee for news waiting. If I'm Tennessee. If I'm the Chargers, like. Yeah, let's give up the second. Like, we're another playmaker away. Even then, the Chargers, I don't think you guys really need him. Obviously, every team needs a Julio Jones. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like – like, I don't think that's what puts you guys at the next level as a team all around to kind of take that next step into becoming a playoff team and potentially, like, doing battle with the Chiefs. No, our biggest X factor is the guy that just got back on the field. And his name is – his name is Derwin James. Thank you very much. I need we need him to be the best safety in football this Which, year. I mean, he can be he pretty much was that his rookie year. We just need it again. We need it a rock over the top in the middle, in your face. We and we need it. That's our that's our X factor right there. It's Derwin James. Every single day of the week, he needs to be healthy, working hard, staying strong. This is basically just like a cry for help. This is a plea. His jersey is right there. He almost changed numbers on me, by the way. He almost went to number three. That would have been, been cool. Yeah, I would have been very upset about that because that jersey, I bought it drunk, and it took two months for it to get to my house. Anyways, Chargers, Julio, it does help. Keenan could run slot all day long with Julio and Mike Williams on the top, two towers at tight end. Like, think uh, the fray. 
the towers of, of House Frey. We have Parham, uh-huh. Cook, Julio, Mike <laughs> Williams. Oh, my God. We would legitimately have an army. I thought you were throwing out a reference to the band called the Frey, and I was extremely, extremely confused. And then I thought no, you were going no. Lord of the Rings with the, nope. the two towers, and then you're just like, no, I'm going with w- Sir Walder Frey. So No, not him himself. I'm talking about their sigil. House the, Frey. The twins. Yeah. yeah, the twins. We legitimately will have behemoths on the field. Oh, that's a dream scenario for me. I, I want him on my football team. I want Julio Jones. This is a cry for help on the churn talk about a cry for help jeff wilson injury bug already coming in ocas we're so excited football's back injuries happen yeah so for anyone who missed it jeff wilson torn meniscus out four to six months we'll miss the start of the season so if we're saying four months i mean that's pretty much six months so at the shortest i mean that's going to be today's may may 25th you're looking at what october 25th is four months to the day september 25th so that's pretty much in october september yeah sorry you're you're almost in you're pretty much in october and then if it's on the longer side i mean you're looking at almost december for him potentially to be coming back for so he might be do you think he gets cut i don't know do they just put him on ir and just not activate him at all this year oh that would suck but Niners running back room. Why do they draft two running backs? Why did they double down with Elijah Mitchell mm-hmm. on Trey Sermon? Is that an indictment on them not having faith in Trey Sermon? Or is it they just, just no? Their running back room gets banged up. It's also just like, hey, Elijah Mitchell's a very, very good player. But I think that was probably it. What does that make the running back room now? It makes so it, you got Mostert. Yeah. You have um, Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty. That's four. Obviously, they still have use check. I think this helps secure. Wayne oh, they Gallman. also have Wayne Gallman, too. Wayne Gallman. So, I mean, they're at five. I still think Jermichael Hasty is probably out. I think he might be the guy who's who's cut or put onto the practice squad, and then you're rolling into next year with. But they could, they could put Mitchell on practice squad, too. M- Mitchell feels Mitchell like a practice squad or trade. So he'll end up on somebody else's practice squad year one. That, I'm excited kind of- for pre. We haven't had preseason. Like we didn't do preseason last year. I'm very, very interested to see the Niners running back room and seeing how that group performs in the preseason as such a big Elijah Mitchell guy. And obviously a, uh, a uh, Jermichael hasty guy last year. So it's pretty much any Niners running back. I'm, I'm a big fan of right now. I mean, you have to be, they're yeah. dropping like flies already. I can't believe it. Other than that, that's really the news cycle. It's Julio. I will. Yeah. So one other thing too, I know we didn't really hit on it. We talked about it a little bit. We talked about Rogers. Obviously he's not at OTAs. None of his wide receivers are either. So that is something that could be something. It could be nothing, but his top five wide receivers all are not at OTA. So now Jordan love is pretty much working with a bunch of ragtags, a wide receiver. So I don't know, man, this is, I am very excited to see what the conclusion is of this uh, Rogers saga. Um, be a real shame if he got traded. That's all I'm saying. I stay up all night thinking about news. I legitimately, I want news. I want breaking news. I want seismic earthquakes in the NFL. Yeah. 
news cycle, the stuff of legend that we're talking about. Other than that, nothing else going on. It's pretty boring around here in the fantasy getting prepped. I think we got to start doing best ball or something. Dude, I need to, like, I feel like there's a strategy to best ball that is just completely different from everything else, and I haven't really ever even looked at doing a best ball. So maybe that's something we'll pick up a little bit later. Maybe So May was draft month. <laughs> maybe June will be best ball month. July And then July will be dynasty. Yeah. Then we're right to preseason. We're right there. We're knocking on it. August is coming. We're going to get through it. We don't want to rush the summer. We want to have a good summer. But August is knocking on your door. If you're not ready for it, you need to get ready now because it's coming. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that all was right. it for me. That, that's all I got. Um, yeah. You got anything else? No. Look, we'll be looking ahead to do some power rankings. War Room. Follow along. See who takes the title. As always, we are the churn. That's Connor Bods at Connor Bods underscore FF. I am at JD Fran 14. You set your lineups, league. <laughs>